Hey everyone, Nintendo Switchcraft is usually recorded live over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, no, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. However, whenever I can't fit all of the news stories or feedback from listeners into those 20 to 30 minute episodes that I try and put out every week, uh, whenever I can't fit them all in, that's where the light switch comes in. And this is a this is a light switch, a smaller version that's just uh, a little bit of stuff. So uh, I've got four or so emails to get through uh, of things that people had sent me. If you want to email me, it's super easy to do, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. And uh, sure enough, I'll read it on the show and uh, we'll discuss it. But uh, let's get started without any further ado and talk to Scott, who is sending in an email. Uh, they said, hey, Bill, hope you had a great vacation. I was just wondering if you could, could give me some guidance and advice. Uh, they're referring to, I just got back from New York City with my wife. If you did not know, we had an absolute blast. Uh, so, Scott says, I live in Ontario, Canada, and would like to go to the Nintendo store this year. One of my questions is, where did you park your vehicle? Is there a parking lot nearby? What hotel did you stay at, and how far was it from the show uh, from the store? And did you Uber from the motel? Okay, so, uh, here's my answer to all of those questions. I did not stay in New York City. My wife and I stayed at the Hilton in... I think it was on 100 Passaic Avenue in Newark, New Jersey, which was within walking distance, like a 15-minute walk to the train station. And then we took something called the PATH train into Manhattan. And then we used the subway system to get around New York while we were there. And at the end of the day, we would get back on the train and go back to Jersey to get some sleep and then do it all over again the next day. And that's that's definitely the way that I recommend that you do it because then you don't have to worry about your car. And I totally get what you're saying because a lot of places charge a lot of money for parking. Uh, the hotel that I stayed at was free parking and it's free on-site parking. Uh, so that, that was really, really awesome. And that's the way that I would recommend that anybody does it if they're going to go to New York. The last thing that they need is more cars on the road in New York City. The traffic is insane. And I could not imagine how stressful it must be if you're not used to it to drive in New York City. I know that there's a lot of people who live in New York City, obviously, and you know they drive every day. But if you're somebody like me who... Uh, you know, lives on, uh, you know, a two lane road and there's, there's no traffic. I don't have to worry about traffic. If I have to sit in at the exit to my driveway for more than 30 seconds to pull out of my driveway onto the road, then that is a heavy traffic day. Uh, so, you know, if you're not used to driving, uh, in those conditions, I would not recommend staying in New York proper. I would stay in Jersey. Uh, so hopefully that answers those questions. Now I want to talk about the Nintendo store. Uh, my wife and I, we went uh, to the Nintendo store. She she um, humored me and said, actually, she told me, you're going to be disappointed. And she was right. It was disappointing. I would not, it, it, unless you're, don't go to the Nintendo store unless you're already in New York for a bunch of other stuff because it was just kind of lame. You know, there were some Amiibo there were some Switch kiosks. I can play all these games at home. 
Uh, it was cool to see the big statue of Link. It was cool to see the giant statue of Mario on the flagpole. But other than that, there was nothing exciting about it. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something cool on the second floor. <laughs> Excuse me. There's nothing cool on the second floor either. It was just... They, they did have this one display that showed like all of the different Game Boys and stuff like that, all the different hardware. Like, um, for those of you who don't know, this orange thing on the screen behind me or on the shelf behind me, if you're just listening to the podcast, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you're watching it on YouTube, the orange thing is the TV Game 6, which is a, a an old Nintendo console before, before they put their name on their consoles. Um, they had a TV game 15 there, which was cool. The difference between the 6 and the 15 was the controllers were detachable. Uh, but there was nothing exciting at the Nintendo store at all. And that's probably why, uh, having just had two episodes since I've come back from New York City, when I have forgotten both times to talk about the Nintendo store, because it's just that forgettable. I was expecting it to be cooler, and I was disappointed. But, hey, you know what? If you're already going to be in New York, then definitely stop by, because you're you're. it's like right in the middle of everything anyway. Uh, but I wouldn't, I certainly would not make a trip for it. All right. I also got an email from John. Uh, John says, hey, Bill, I have a question for you. But before I do that, I just wanted to let you know that I love your show, Switchcraft. I have been listening to it for about six months or more now, and I've enjoyed every episode. Well, thank you very much, John. That is awesome of you to say. Uh, So my question to you is, I wonder, I'm sorry, I know you mentioned on one of your podcasts that you've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest Builders 2. And I also have been loving that game so much. I've pretty much just been playing that since the release. I've been playing in handheld mode this whole time, except for today. I noticed that there seems to run slower when docked. I'm not sure what the frames per second are, but I can definitely tell it's slower than in handheld. Have you noticed this as well? If so, have you heard any updates that fix this soon? Uh, Well, thank you very much for the email, John. Uh, No, I had not heard about that. I know that people complain that the game has a lower frame rate, uh, but the game also has a lower frame rate on the PS4. It's not as bad as it is on the Switch because the PS4 is more powerful, but it definitely has, uh, it doesn't have a steady frame rate the whole time. And the reason for this, I think, is because the draw distance is just too long, too large. They gave you a very high draw distance, which lowered the frame rate. I think it would have been better to give the uh, player the option to change the draw distance. So, and if you don't know what the draw distance is, is how far away objects are from you before they are drawn on the screen. And the further away that it is, the better it's going to be, but it's going to use up a lot more resources. And the game is a very, very CPU intensive game. All of the calculations that it has to do about where, you know, cause it's a voxel based game. You've got all of these little bricks that you've got that are, that are everywhere. And each one has its own properties, and you have to keep track of all that stuff, plus where all the monsters are. Uh, And while it looks great, it's going to have a low frame rate because the draw distance is so large that the game has to keep track of all that stuff. Do, uh, Do I know anything about a patch for that? I've not heard anything. I personally have only played the game docked. I've not played it in handheld at all, I don't think. 
my son has played it almost exclusively in handheld. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll have to ask him about it, but I've not had any issues where I've really noticed, but then again, frame rate always like, I've never really been somebody that, that frame rate issues jump out at me. Uh, I, I tend not to notice that stuff. It doesn't really bother me as long as it's not all over the place. What I would prefer is if they're going to have a low frame rate, lock it at a lower frame rate and leave it there. Because if it's if it's locked at a lower frame rate and the frame rate never speeds up and never slows down and just stays at a steady frame rate the whole time, you just get used to it. The thing that when, when people notice is when the frame rate is unsteady, when it, oh, okay, it's at 30 frames per second, well, now it's at 20, and then it's back up at 30. Just lock it at 20, and it'll be fine. And that, that's what I would do. But uh, maybe, you know, give us the option to uh, do a frame, uh, frame limiter. Uh, do Give us the option to change the uh, draw distance, and people will find whatever works for them. And I think that it would be good if uh, Square Enix did that for Dragon Quest Builders 2. Do I expect them to do that? No, I don't expect them to do that. Uh, because I, the, the game is getting wild praise. And a lot of people aren't really complaining about the frame rate. If it's, if it's something that bothers you, then that sucks. Now, you might be wondering, well, how come it happens in docked mode, but it doesn't happen in uh, handheld mode? And the reason for that is because when you dock the Nintendo Switch, there's a chip in the Switch or, or there's a, there's something in the Switch that says, hey, we're docked. That means we don't have to conserve battery life anymore. So let's upgrade their resolution and everything so it looks better on a TV. So they bring it up to 1080p or whatever it plays at. I don't know what the resolution it plays at is, uh, but they bring it, uh, they increase the resolution and that means that the Switch now has to work even harder to achieve the same results on a TV than it does in handheld mode. Uh, so I I'm not sure if it's ever going to be fixed, but you are not wrong. It's a fantastic game. Um, I don't know if it'll be fixed, but, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe at some point that'll happen. All right. Before we go any further, let's take a second. We'll thank our sponsors. And when we come back, we've got more emails. Stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my goodness, that was fast. I, I went to take a drink and I couldn't. All right, here we go. Uh, we got an email from Charles. Charles said, not much to say, just putting this out there. I really hope at BlizzCon this year, and for those of you who don't know, that BlizzCon is Blizzard's 
uh, Blizzard Entertainment's um, annual convention where, you know, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and StarCraft, and Overwatch, and Hearthstone, all that stuff gets talked about there. Uh, I really hope at BlizzCon this year they announce Overwatch on the Switch. I haven't heard anything since they said it's a possibility in 2017. And, and for those of you who don't know, Overwatch is this fantastic hero-based team team uh, shooter where uh, you know you've got a bunch of heroes. Each hero has their own abilities, and uh, you fight over objectives with guns and stuff. It's a fantastic game. I've got it on PC. I've got it on PS4, uh, and it's amazing. It's a great, great game, and it would be a welcome addition to the Switch. Uh, when the Switch was first announced uh, or first came out, Every developer was fighting off people saying, hey, are you going to make a Switch version nonstop? And Jeff Kaplan, he's the guy in charge of Overwatch. He said definitively, look, we support Overwatch on the PC, on the PS4, on the Xbox One. And those three platforms take up so many resources just to make sure that all three are running and uh, get that get the same patches on the same day, and that things work across all of them. And I will say this about it about uh, Overwatch: it has that Blizzard polish. They're not going to ship it on the Switch if it's not great. So he said all of these things are are really hard for us to do. So adding a fourth platform to it would be really difficult and taxing on our resources, and it's probably not something that we're going to do. Fast forward, the Switch blew up. You know, it sold 37 million copies so far, and I, I, Nintendo is predicting that it's going to sell up to 55 million uh, by the end of the fiscal year, which is not that crazy. I predicted 45 million. Nintendo is predicting 10 million higher than what I predicted. And honestly, that's the thing that's surprising to me is Nintendo is a very conservative company. They don't like to make... Uh, uh, set targets that they don't think that they can hit. Uh, So my guess is that Nintendo really thinks that they're going to be more than 55 million by the end of the fiscal year. And only time will tell, uh, but that's bananas, how many Switches have sold. So with all of these consoles, these Switch consoles out in the wild, that's a lot of consumers that are are, are potential customers that Blizzard can look at and say, gosh, we should really sell them Overwatch because Overwatch is really, really popular and the Switch is really, really popular and it would blow everybody's mind if Overwatch came to the Switch. And, you know, people keep asking Jeff Kaplan about it and sometime in 2017, uh, uh, Blizzard said, it's a possibility. They went from no, it's not happening because we've got three platforms that we're already working on and we don't want to add another one to it's a possibility. And for them to make that change just goes to show how huge the Switch's uh, player base is. And, you know, that's a large player base that is hard to ignore when you uh, can possibly make a just a buckets and buckets of cash by selling overwatch to those people uh so i would love to see it at blizzcon which i think is in the fall uh that would be awesome maybe even bring uh doug bowser 
out on stage. Oh, by the way, go back to emails when they were asking about the Nintendo store. I saw a tweet from Doug Bowser two days after I was at the Nintendo store saying, hey, I was just at Nintendo New York. And I was like, damn it, why couldn't you be there when I was there so I could like get a picture with him or something? Or, you know, try and weasel an interview out of him, which never would have happened. But, oh, come on, Doug Bowser. Uh, but anyway, it would be awesome to get Doug Bowser to come out on stage or uh, Shigeru Miyamoto or uh, Mr. Koizumi uh, to get somebody from Nintendo to come out on stage and say, and by the way, uh, we're going to be uh, bringing you uh, Overwatch to the Switch. I think that that would be really cool. Or have Jeff Kaplan come out uh, come on to the the Nintendo Direct at some point and have him just you know drop that information. Blizzard already has a good relationship with Nintendo. Diablo is selling really really well on Nintendo uh, Switch, so I think that there's definitely a possibility, although it's much lower than their other properties, just because uh, somebody's at my door. Uh, I'm going to ignore that. Uh, just because there are so. Um, it's it's very taxing to get all of the different platforms running uh, on the same version of the game all the way across. And that's something that Jeff Kaplan has said is very, very important to them. All right. Let me take a drink real quick. All right. I also got an email from Joel. Joel says, hey, Bill, I heard you talking about 8-Bit Dough. Um, for those of you who don't know, 8-Bit Dough, uh, they make controllers. Uh, third-party controllers. There's one coming out on August 9th uh, that is like the 8-Bit Doe Pro controller. Let me actually see if I can up 8-Bit Doe Pro. Let's uh, see if it can come up on the screen here. Uh, where is it? All right, I can't I can't look for it right now. I can't find it, but that's okay. Um, it, it, it basically looks like a Pro controller, except instead... Instead of having the joysticks offset like an Xbox controller, they have the joysticks uh, parallel like a PlayStation controller. And it looks like it's pretty comfortable. I actually really like the PlayStation controller, so I I think that that's a good idea. Uh, So I ordered one, and it should be here on the 9th. And look forward to a video there. If you haven't already subscribed on YouTube, make sure that you do that, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you are watching this on YouTube... Uh, don't forget to like the video and subscribe and click the bell and all the other YouTube stuff that people ask you to do. All right, uh, back to the email. He said, hey, Bill, I heard you talking about 8-Bit Doe, and I heard nothing but wonderful things about their controller. So I bought an S30 Pro for around $35. The D-pad is horrid. Playing one of the Shantae games you have... Playing one of the Shantae games, you have to run in one direction and then quickly switch to the other direction in order to activate a power. But when I switched, Shantae would duck. It was super frustrating. On Tetris 99, I would be making a, uh, trying to move a piece left or right, and it would suddenly drop, costing me the game. I emailed them. They offered to repair it under warranty if I sent it to China, which would cost around $23. Uh, th- that seems awful. That's a complaint a lot of people have with the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. A lot of people don't like the D-pad, and I have experienced that problem with the D-pad, but I don't play a lot of D-pad intensive games, and when I do, I tend to use my Joy-Cons instead because I like the D-pad on the Joy-Cons. But that sounds awful, and the idea that you would have to mail it to China uh, and pay $23 for that is ridiculous. So what I would do 
is I would just say, I'm going to return this and get my money back and then maybe buy another one. Uh, maybe the next one won't be defective. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that sounds awful. Uh, Joel continued and said, there are pockets of people complaining about this online, but so much praise out there that the complaints aren't noticed. Okay. Well, I guess what I have to say is not everybody's going to have the same experience because possibly a lot of people are praising the controller and I don't know because I don't have an SF30 Pro, but maybe a lot of people are praising the controller because they are D-pad gamers. Maybe they're gamers that use the uh, joysticks or something. I don't know. Uh, I know that, you know what's really weird? My son hates D-pads. He likes to use the joysticks. Uh, he uses the joysticks for just about everything. Even even when he was playing uh, Super Mario Maker, he was using the, the, the joystick instead of the D-pad. And I kept saying, no, no, you want to use the D-pad for this. And he's like, nah, I'm going to be fine with the joysticks. Uh, it's just, uh, it might be a generational thing. It also might be, whenever you make a large number of things, there are invariably going to be problems with some of them. And if they made lots of them, then... Here, here's how I here's how I want to say this. Let me let me get my thoughts around this. Okay. The fact that that the people there are pockets of people complaining about this online, those people are going to be very vocal. If they got a bad one, they're going to be very vocal about it because people who are happy with it, with whatever product they get, they tend to be quiet and not say anything. So the fact that there's so much praise out there about the 8-bit dough controllers tells me that they must be pretty damn good controllers. And those pockets of people are, my guess, going to be a very small minority, but they will be a loud part of the minority because they are expecting it to be awesome and it's not what they expected. Now, the idea that you have to send it to China for $23 is just stupid. And 8BitDo needs to do something to fix that. Uh, what I would recommend is if you're going to buy it, if you're going to buy one of these, buy it through Amazon. Uh, in fact, you can use my Amazon affiliate link if you want to support the show, but even if you don't buy it from Amazon, because Amazon has a ridiculous return policy, anything that you don't like, you just send it back and they give you your money back. And, um, even now, if you've got a Kohl's store nearby, you could just take the item to Kohl's and say, I'm returning this to Amazon and they will take care of it for you. Uh, so you don't even have to like box it up and ship it anymore. It's it's crazy. Uh, so I would say get if you're gonna, I would return this one because it sounds like you got ripped off. And if you're gonna take another shot at it, buy it again, buy it through Amazon, and that way, if you're not happy with it, you can still return it. That that would be my advice to you. Anyway. Thank you, everybody, for emailing into the show. Again, if you don't know the email address, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at me, runjumpstomp on Twitter. Uh, if you want to become a part of the community, you can join our Discord. There's lots of people over at our Discord channel, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, and watching the show live. There's people uh, here watching the show live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you want to be... Um, if you want to support the show, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more shows like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. I'm out of here. You guys stay awesome. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And the music you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix. I'm out of here. You guys have a great one. Bye-bye.